Hi, I'm Pastor Mario Catalano, and this morning I'm so glad that you took the time to connect with us and be part of the service. It is my privilege this morning to share with you a sermon uh, titled Life Lessons from a Mother-in-Law's Story. We will be reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse uh, 29 to 34. And before we read, let me give you the context of this passage. The Gospel of Mark begins with this word, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In other terms, Mark he starts the Gospel making clear that Jesus is the Messiah that the people of Israel were waiting for. And uh, it begins right away narrating some of the miracles that Jesus performed. We are in our text on a Sabbath day. Jesus went to teach in the synagogue to fulfill one of the requirements that the prophet Isaiah uh, describes in chapter 61 of his book. We see Jesus teaching the gospel, but also performing a miracle there. We see Jesus delivering a person that was uh, with an, a spirit unclean. And Jesus cast out the demon from this man. And this caused the amazement of the disciples. They were amazed to see Jesus not just teaching with authority, but also performing miracles, performing uh, the uh, fulfillment of what he was teaching. So the synagogue finished, and then they decide to go to the house of Peter to have a bite. It's like when church is finished, let's go home to have a, a bite and share a meal. This happened. So let's read in Mark chapter 1 from verse 29. And the word of God says, And may the Lord bless this word into our hearts. I pray that the Holy Spirit will open our hearts and our minds to receive this passage. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. So this is the passage that we'll be meditating today. I want to share with you some important principles that we can find in this story. First of all, that intercession for others comes from the faith that we place in the one that we are praying to. I repeat again, intercession for others comes from the faith we place in the one that we are praying to. Some of adverbs uh, are describing the first verses that we read. Immediately, immediately they went out of the synagogue. Immediately, once they arrived home, the disciples noticed that the mother-in-law was sick 
and went to Jesus for a healing. It's important for us here to understand that it's easy to intercede for somebody that we care about. It's easy for us to plead someone to make a favor on behalf of somebody that we love. And Peter's uh, mother-in-law was somebody that was able to gain the trust of her, her son-in-law and from the other disciples that were with him. We don't know the name of this lady. We don't know how she gained that trust. One thing we know for sure in this passage that she was sick and she needs somebody to take care of her. The other evangelist, uh, Luke, in his the gospel, as he, he tells us the same story, he gives us more details about the condition of her illness. According to the gospel of Luke, in chapter 4, verse 38, we read, Now Simon's mother-in-law was healed with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. You see, Luke was not just a, an evangelist. He was also a doctor. And as a doctor, he could know that the fever that this lady had, it was a high fever. In those days, the high fever was the one that can threaten your life and bring to death. So Peter and the other disciples saw the necessity and the urgency to go to Jesus for receiving a miracle. My friend, we can trust God. We can approach him because God shows care for us, interceding for us. It's interesting that we know from the scripture that Jesus Christ, even today, is still our intercessor. In the book of the Hebrews, on the epistles of the Hebrews, the writer says, speaking about Jesus, that he is able to save the uttermost of those who could draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. What a privilege today we have to know that Jesus is the right hand of the Father is interceding for us. Also, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit interceded for us because he knew, he knows what we need. In the letter to the Romans, the Apostle Paul, in verse 26 to 27, writes, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. But also we, too, as a believers, are called to intercede for others. The Bible says that we are to intercede for all sorts of people. Look what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. But to intercede for others... First, it requires that I have an interest beyond myself. Self-centered people will not intercede for others. 
my dear brothers and sisters in Christ and friends, if we belong to Jesus Christ, we must intercede for others. That's a sign that we belong to Jesus Christ. For what we need to intercede? We need to intercede for our fellow Christians, brothers and sisters. Uh, we need to pray that they may grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We need to intercede that they may be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to intercede for the well-being. We need to intercede for everyone. We need to intercede for our city, for those who are in authorities. We need to intercede uh, for uh, the well-being of our community. We need to intercede for the law enforcement. We need to intercede, especially now in a time like this, for those who are caring um, in the hospitals, uh, for those who are uh, trying to make decisions during this pandemic time for the well-being of the community. So the second lesson that we can learn is that Jesus' supernatural power is in action. And I'm so glad to say to you this morning that Jesus' power is not in action only in this passage, but is still in action even today. What I like here to see is that the disciples didn't go to Jesus just to inform him, uh, inform him about Peter's mother-in-law uh, sickness. No, they went there with the conviction that Jesus could heal completely this woman. And today, when we call upon the name of Jesus, when we make intercession, when we pray to him, we must believe that Jesus has the authority to heal and to perform supernaturally things that we are not able to do. Uh, let me open a parenthesis here for a moment, especially in this pandemic time. We just think about the intervention of Jesus in our lives only when we are sick. But Jesus is able to do and to take care of every aspect of our life. He's there to show His grace and power in every single situation of our lives. That's why I'm so in agreement with what the psalmist say in uh, Psalm 103, verse 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your disease. You see, Jesus is the one that can take care of our lives. And Jesus' power in that moment was immediate. You see, Jesus didn't perform just a, a miracle. Jesus had a relationship in that moment in a very sympathetic way with that sick woman. And I'm so glad to say that the Word of God is truthful even for our days. I want you to know that the Lord is able to meet us right now at the point of our need and to grant us a complete healing. Jesus was very sympathetic with that woman. Uh, we can see here in Mark, but also through the account that Dr. Luke is making on his gospel, how Jesus allowed his power to flow out in deep sympathy, in tenderness, in care, in love, 
in verse 39, and stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose and began to serve them. You know very well that if you have fever, it will take a few days to go back into the normal routine. Just because the fever has weakened your body in itself. But here we find that this woman right away came to work again. We serve a might and gracious God who hears and answers the prayers of God's people. The woman was not able to call upon the name of Jesus. It's Jesus that goes towards the woman. And I'm telling you, many times we can be in the same situation. We struggle to go to Jesus because we are not in the condition to call upon His name. We are troubled. We are depressed. We may have a circumstance, a situation that is too big for us to manage. But because the intercession of others, because others care for us, Jesus is coming to us. And look how Jesus take care of this miracle. He bent over her, so she was able to see his face. He rebuked the fever, so she heard Jesus' voice. And then he lifted her up, so she felt his loving touch. We see this through the gospel. Jesus is not distant. Jesus is able to connect with us. And today, my friend, my brothers and sisters, I pray that you can trust this Jesus that doesn't keep social distance. <laughs> it's so common during these days hearing this terminology. Keep social distance. Maintain distance from others. You know, Jesus was not scared to touch the people. I pray that Jesus can touch you today. I pray that though you may be not in the condition to go to him through this message, through this word, you can receive his healing, his touch in your life. Jesus still at work. Jesus still alive even today. That woman was touched by the power and the love of Jesus. It was not just a dynamic power, an explosive power. It was a loving power. And then the third lesson that we see here in this passage is that serving others produces unexpected results. What I see here, that lady went to be restored to her community. Her community was her family, was the people that she was used to serve. And having been rescued by Christ from her disease, she sees now the opportunity and uh, sees that as a duty to serve others and to serve a healer, redeemer, and savior. Let me open a parenthesis here. Too often, instead of serving, we take on the take care of me mentality. We look to be served rather than to serve others. Jesus taught to serve others. 
For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus taught the lesson. You know, the news of the lady being able to serve others because she was healed, reached out and spread out in the whole city. And those who were healed, those who were demon-possessed, came to Jesus to receive healing. This woman was not a preacher, yet she preached by serving others. My encouragement to all of us this morning is that we become servant of others. During this pandemic time, during this time where many are afraid, many are scared, many are full with anxiety and worries for tomorrow, we can be the one to indicate the way to Jesus. He's the one that can release his power on us. Is the one that can relieve our lives from the burden of anxiety. I like to see this picture of all these people coming at the door of the mother's love of Peter and saying, let us see the same Jesus that touched you. We want to experience that. I pray that we will see an amazing, an amazing manifestation of the power of God as the lady saw, as did the disciples saw during that day. I love what the text says in verse 41 of Luke chapter 4. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. You see, Luke here is telling us more specifically that these demons, they were also recognizing that Jesus is the Son of God. When we allow God's grace to work through our lives, when we become instruments of God's love for others, even the power of darkness have to bow down to the authority of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can stop God's grace, God's love, God's power to work in the lives of those who have been afflicted in many ways. May this be a time for us we, where we can serve others and see God's glory being manifested in our midst. So let me conclude this sermon with some final applications. First one is this. Let us believe in the power of intercession. Intercessory prayer is when we go to God and intercede on behalf of somebody else. We pray to God because we believe that he has the power to intervene in others that maybe are not in the condition to approach the throne of God. The Church of Jesus Christ today needs to be an intercessor on behalf of many people. I pray today that we'll be challenged to intercede. As uh, in a few moments we will be celebrating communion, Let's be reminded that God's grace has given to us so we may share with others the good news. Jesus came to save us. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so we may be saved.
but also Jesus coming back. And we need to intercede for many so they may reach salvation. Let's pray that God's presence will reach out to them. If there is any special need, God can intervene in their lives. Maybe some of us need a touch of healing. And I'm thinking of those who are struggling in these moments with uh, sufferings because of this virus. Some of us, maybe they need to be helped in a time where financially they're going through difficult times. Let's intercede for those who are in need in this moment, for a job, for a provision. Maybe there is somebody that needs our intercession because they're being oppressed in their soul, in their minds, in their spirit. Let's learn from Peter and the other disciples uh, to be intercessors. The other application is this. In order to serve Jesus, we must also serve his people. Let's go beyond the mindset of take care of me, take care of me. And let's start to serve others in a very practical way. If there is somebody that you don't call for a long time, try to make a call to the person. Encourage that person with a prayer. If you need to show kindness to somebody, do it. If you need to care, take care of some needs of others, do it now. Show that you are a servant of Jesus Christ. And then genuine evangelism is the result of a genuine experience with Jesus. This is what we learn. This woman served, and because her service attracted others to Jesus Christ. I say this to believers now, specifically. There are so many people offering some kind of religion or some kind of ideology, but only real people are able to impact really other people. Only real people that had an experience with Jesus Christ, they can bring the Savior to others. So today, I'm challenging you. Are you seeing people at your door? Are you seeing a crowd of people gathering to you to receive grace? Of course, these are difficult times. These are pandemic times where it's impossible that people are trying to knock at our doors, but they can reach to us. And I pray that you will show God's grace. You will show to them what Jesus has done to you. Not to others, but to you in a very practical way. So let's pray together. Father God, I thank you this morning. I thank you for your saving grace I thank you, Lord, for those who have reached out to you. Father, I thank you for those who may not be in the condition to ask for help. But I thank you because through this message we understand that you are willing to move towards us. If in this moment there is someone watching this sermon needs to be healed. I pray first and foremost that are healed by the worst disease, sin. I pray, 
O Father, that they come to you in repentance and receive and hear your voice, receive your touch, O Lord. They see your grace. In this moment in the Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will bring forth your love, your care, that you can proceed towards them with your loving power. And Father, as you healed the woman that was not able to come to you, I pray in this moment that you reach out to those who cannot come to you because there are heavy burden. Lord, I pray for deliverance to happen those souls that have been oppressed by the enemy. I pray for healing to come on those bodies that have been suffering with sickness. God, you are able to perform miracles even in our days. Lord, I pray for endurance on those who are suffering right now that they may learn to trust you even in such time. And Father, we thank above all for your amazing love and care. We thank above all for the salvation that you offer to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, the living Messiah. For his glory we pray, O God, that we become doers of your word and not just ears. I pray, O God, that even if there is oppression from the evil one, those people will be delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that we can be used by you in a mighty way. So, Father God, we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.